Welcome to Stock Odds. This is another Stock, Stock Odds podcast. Odds and Ends with Rob Friesen and Dave Singh. Good evening, Rob. How's it going? Not too bad. Hey, let's uh, go through the calendar here quick. Uh, what do we expect for this week upcoming? Um, so we have the Small Business Optimism Index on Tuesday morning. And then we got uh, at uh, 8.30 a.m. we have the Producer Price Index for October. Uh, the consensus is for 0.6, so 0.6 increase uh, in PPI and uh, a 0.5% increase in core PPI. And uh, so then we fast forward over to the CPI is on Wednesday. Um, and the same thing, expecting a 0.6 increase in CPI and a 0.4 in core CPI. So if we do beat those numbers, that could add a little bit more fuel to the inflation argument, right? Mm -hmm. And then we also have uh, initial weekly unemployment claims on Wednesday. Um, the consensus is for 260,000, down a little bit from 269,000 last week. Now... Thursday, most banks are closed because of Veterans Day. So the market's open, banks are closed. So just to throw a little monkey wrench into things, um, that's also the start of seasonality, mid-month seasonality is the ninth business day. So Thursday, Friday, so on. So if there's some players away due to Veterans Day holiday, you know, it could, <clears throat> could increase the potential for a market move. Um, you know, just we find that on lighter volume days, we find that when some parts of the marketplace are closed, we find it when, you know, say bonds aren't trading the same or they're closed. Do you um, think those usual inflows of money from payrolls would be delayed until later? I mean, next week, like Monday, Tuesday, next week? It's possible. So yeah. I mean, the starting the, point the is shift. the ninth. The starting point is the ninth business day. But I mean, any time between the ninth and 14th really covers what I consider mid-month seasonality. Um, I do weight the 9th, 10th, and 11th heavier, but you're right. It could bump over to, into next week. So keep that in mind. Um, so a little bit of a lull between now and uh, Thursday, and, and maybe with the Veterans Day, that could kick it into a lull for the whole week. I don't know. Okay. Um, and even on Friday, we have job openings and labor turnover survey. So not not necessarily that big of a market mover, but... Anyway, that's your calendar for the week. Besides the earnings, there's still lots of smaller companies and other, you know, there's still we're still in earnings season. It doesn't doesn't get compressed all into one or two weeks in October. I mean, you have to spread it out into the mid, really mid November. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, the futures opened, and we saw them initially all drop slightly. And then they kind of rally back. Now, I would expect them to want to test Friday's high or Friday's low. Friday, Friday for the Dow futures was a, a bit bigger of a day than for the SPY or the S&P 500, NASDAQ, or the Russell. But right now, I'll just run through it. Um, the Dow Jones futures are up uh, 0.3, not huge. Uh, S&P 500 is down slightly at uh, 0.4 or 0.04. NASDAQ is down at 0.14. That was the one that dropped the most right when the futures opened, and it's it's almost got back to filling in the gap. 
Uh Um, And the Russell started the strongest of them, and it's up the strongest still, uh, 0.09. So that's kind of in keeping with what we're still talking about for this month, which is Russell leadership, right? Um, Well, not, not so much leadership, but just really robust performance for the month. And so you know, a bit of a horse race at any any given day. Like Friday, obviously, the uh, Dow was up the most and then the Russell and so on. Okay? Now, tell you what. Tesla. So the internet vote went through um, that he should uh, sell 10% of his shares. He said he would abide by that. So what does that mean for Tesla's impact on various... ETFs. So if I was to say to you right now, what do you think is the 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 ETF that has the largest exposure by memory? I'm not, you know, you don't have to be right, but who has the largest exposure well, to uh to Tesla? Something like the ARC funds, right? The ARC um I don't know if it's innovation or one of those. That seems to be the one that otherwise the Nasdaq 100 would have that as well. Um so QQQ uh is that where you're going with that? Or, uh, yeah, you but you're wrong. But it's okay to be wrong. Right? <laughs> so everybody's wrong once in a while. Even, I mean, even if you drive a Jag, you're still wrong, okay? <laughs> so where so, was it? <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's XLY. Oh, really? Um, so, you know, that, that wasn't a problem back in the day when they stuck it in there. And Tesla was, you know, much smaller. But by weight now, it's 21.53% of XLY, wow. which is one of the uh, sector spiders that we, you know, the, the 11 of the 11 that, that we watch and that we utilize. Um, so, you know, you have to, you have to kind of see... At, le- at least the top five of every one of these ETFs, you got to be knowing right away what could be impacted the most with these big names. Facebook, we've dealt with their weakness, you know, mm-hmm. through October, and uh, we saw its impact. Um, but the Arc Fund, yeah, there's the uh, Arc Autonomous Technology and Robots ETF, the Arc Q, that's 12.83%. Arc W is 11.93%, and our Arc K is 11.44 so they all have exposure to tesla Uh um and then um iyc is u.s consumer discretionary large cap growth equities it's 10.3 that's not widely traded but it's just one of them so those are those are some of the funds and q's q's is down around six percent Okay. The next page here, I can see that it's uh, six point four four percent. So, yeah, it's still significant, but you know, it's going to be more mitigated in in that impact than it would be with uh, the the XLY, with it, which is very interesting, don't you think? So, are there opportunities to trade these ETFs against each other because they're they're not well, all going to respond as equally and as fast? There's going to be sure. some difference in latency. I mean, if Tesla is showing, you know, weakness from this, um, which it, it doesn't have to. I mean, it could, you know, uh, it, it when somebody says, yeah, I'm going to sell some, you know, what length of time, what period of time? I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, but if it's showing some weakness, then that that could mean that, uh, you know, XLY is under pressure more so than than something else that you might identify. So let's mm-hmm. just run through um, some of the odds 
on the ETFs, okay? So first of all, let's go to seasonality. And the monthly seasonality for the diamonds is 3.7% performance. Mm -hmm. The SPY is 3.3. And notice recently we saw the diamonds kind of kicking it up a notch. They were, they, they were trailing initially at the beginning of the month. And I was using them as a hedge on the short side. But uh, they've started to really pick up. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, the, and the monthly performance for the die is 3.7. Okay. So then Q's is 3.1 and IWM 5.1. So ID, oh. IWM, again, the leader, the Russell 2000, and then the uh, Diamonds, and then the SPY, and then the Q's last. So that's how the month averages have, have played out over the last 10 years. Um, getting into some of the other ETFs that people may follow. I mean, we probably have in our communities some gold bugs still, people that love gold and silver, even though Bitcoin's the new gold, right? Um, mm -hmm. But gold is minus 3.3 and silver is minus 4.4. So we do this inflation problem. We've had both oil and basic materials running better than they would normally be. Mm -hmm. But at some point, if the inflation argument gets fully digested and people are seeing that it will be more transitory, like as in shorter term, then you could see those things start to mean revert because they're they're they've been anomaly against their seasonality. You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we're looking for that mean reversion, right? Like at some point, but you don't want to step in harm's way. If if you, you shouldn't be shorting gold when it's strong, then don't short it. Um, but uh, let's let's look for possibly near the end of the month or something. Um, even mid-month seasonality shows a little bit weaker for those. Now, November seasonality for oil is actually 3.2. So it's on par with the SPY pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's interesting. XLF for the month, that's the financials, 5.5 with mm. strong mid-month seasonality. Now, I looked at TLT and its odds for the next five days are only 45.3 odds mm -hmm. of going up. So under 50 with negative performance. So if the TLT is moving down, that puts a positive impact on the financials mm -hmm. and XLF has strong mid-month seasonality. So banks are closed on, most banks are closed on Thursday. This is an interesting setup. Do you see what I'm getting at here? Mm -hmm. and Friday, you know, we could have a, a rip roaring, or we could move ahead of even Thursday, right? So keep that in mind. Um, so XLK, the technology, is 2.9 for the month, but it has weak mid-month seasonality. So there it gives you an idea. You know, long financial, short tech, possibly mid, you know, mid month. Um, XLU is weak for the month at mm -hmm. minus 0 0.8, and it's weak for mid month seasonality. So there's a real edge there. So again, just to summarize, uh, for the month, gold, silver, and utilities should be weaker, and financials, you know, and tech overall should be a bit stronger with the small cap stuff, you know, sort of uh, taking the cake there. 
So what Would I'm going to do now is changing your hedge. I know sometimes you hedge with spiders, sometimes with diamonds. What about making a blended hedge of axle yeah. U, gold, silver? Sure. The weakest sectors, and that could just be a standard like twenty percent of each of those asset right. classes uh, as a standard hedge each day. <clears throat> right. Well, and if people can't short, they could uh, go into the inverses maybe for just mm -hmm. daytime hedges. Wouldn't it, it, you know carry them overnight because of the decay factor? But um, during the day, not too bad if you have to go long those inverses. Um, so let's run. I'm going to run through some odds for the next five days. So what I did is a Connor's indicator signal, which is kind of like a, a blend of RSI three, some streaks, and um, so so it's got relative strength mixed in in with it. Um, this Connor's um, has shown itself to be okay. I don't. You know, I haven't tested it that much on the five-day output, but but let's let's talk about this and see if we agree. So, odds for the spy, 68.7, average performance, 0.34. Um, since the average performances are in line with the odds, I'm just going to rattle off the odds to make it quicker. So, would you agree with that for the next five days, the spy to be uh, performing okay? Yeah, I I would say so. Okay, XLF, odds are 55 over the next five days. Yeah, Qs? Uh, right. mm -hmm. You agree? Qs, 65.9 for the Qs. But remember, the Qs don't aren't the strongest performer for the month. And if Tesla is under pressure, that could impact that. So uh -huh. even right now, it's showing the better odds of 65.9, but... It, it could be subject to some of this, uh, you know, weighting of the stock, which is 6.44% percentage. Okay. Um, I threw one in here, emerging markets, EEM, 55.3. How much of that is China in there? Emerging markets? I mm -hmm. don't know that question. I don't know the answer. Um, I mean... That's a good thing to investigate. Make a note of that. See what's all in there. But 55.3, um, XLE, 54.3. So the performance for the month is supposed to be 3.2. We have had a very strong run in energy mm -hmm. prior to this, right? But I looked at the uh, energy futures coming out of the gate here once they opened, and they so they really exploded here. Crude. Crude popped up, you know, well, it was even up a bit higher. So 0.38% right out of the gate when the futures opened. Um, Brent is up 0.27 and heating oil up as well. Uh, natural gas went the other way. It went south as soon as the futures opened. So we had oil going straight up and natural gas going down. And I, and I looked at... Uh, we had some odds on boil, which is the uh, natural gas, isn't it? Uh, mm. Find it. Uh, well, I don't have it in front of me here. Um, so, what is what's your thoughts on oil for this week? XLE over the next five days, fifty-four point three, not super strong. Point two two performance, but still, it's there. Mm -hmm. And even sentiment and news, they're talking about oil at 100, right? There's so much talk around 
this asset class so that yeah i mean you can stay away from it if you want like if you don't want to include you know mm -hmm. things that are too too much news and too much you know essential volatility there um now silver we we mentioned that for the month it's terrible minus 4.4 recently it's been stronger because of the inflation thing and mid-month seasonality it's slightly up but um odds for this week on silver 58.6 where possible i like to have a theme that has sort of overlap meaning that the seasonality and the odds from a signal perspective agree and line up right mm -hmm. so if the month is supposed to be really weak but the next five days are showing strong you know there's a bit of a conflict perhaps in how that plays out um, but I'll give it the benefit of the doubt because we're in the inflation argument and mid-month seasonality for uh, SLV is supposed to be a little better even mm -hmm. than the SPY okay um, IWM 55.1 for this week it's had a pretty hot run it may it may hold back a little bit more maybe it's time for the spy to pick up its pace a little bit i don't know but um well you said we got half the monthly move in the first day of the month yeah right? so well, we, we did we yeah we pulled back a little bit the next day but um yeah it was a quite crazy <laughs> so i mean what is it what is it up already uh iwm for the month i think we're still over half of the monthly gain yeah we're over half um okay and then we got um XLK, 61.3 for this week. KRE is regional banking, 54.2. Gold is kind of like silver, but a little bit less, 52.9. Um, diamonds, 54.5. Now here's interesting, IWF, which is the Russell 1000 growth, uh -huh. 65 odds, 0.32 performance. And the IWR, which is the Russell mid-cap, 63.4, right? And, and then the uh, mid-cap growth, IWP, 61.3. And even the S&P mid-cap, 400, not as strong as the Russell ones, but uh, still 56.1. So all across the board, hold up. All across the board, we have um, the growth set to really move forward. Um, now, on the short side, on the short side, you know, we need some hedging out there. Uh, EW Zebra, Brazil, 45.7, so less than 50, negative performance expected. China. Odds are low, under 50, 45.8, kind of close to break even on the performance. Um, and even though gold, GLD is supposed to be okay, GDX, the gold miners, uh, negative performance expected. TLT, as we mentioned earlier, 45.3, negative performance. Well, that one gets me thinking. So interest rates the last week, they've come back quite a bit, right? We're, we're in like 1.46 range, we right? So, so this has potential to even snap back more and then give financials even more of a boost right so if we're already set up for mid-month seasonality on yeah. financials to be stronger 
yeah. maybe being heavier in financials or looking for symbols that have more odds in that realm, KBE, KRE, things in that realm, or even within the small cap, small be cap a good financials. Focus. Yeah, yeah be a good focus. Get more bang and for your buck out of that. <clears throat> I noticed the dollar's down a little bit already tonight, too. Um, we got XLU. Um, odds are, you know, close to break even, negative performance, though XLP, close to break even on odds, negative performance. So all that area there, so GDX, XLU, XLP, and then the um, junior miners, 42.4 odds, really bad negative performance. And then XLC, this is where the Facebook and uh, Google and so on are in, odds are 40, negative 0.71. And then the Russell value, remember I mentioned the 2000 growth? Uh, well, we talk about 1000 growth, but the 2000 value is a negative performance as well. So um, really, it seems to be still growth orientated, you know, risk on environment, good breadth of the market overall. Um, and some of your defensive areas are the areas to focus on more on the short side. Mm -hmm. uh, iShares uh, broad US corporate bonds, uh, 46.7 odds, negative performance of point minus 0.39 and then oih vectors oil services so it's quite different than what we're seeing with oil like the crude prices and so on the oil services area odds are expected to be 46.4 negative performance so that's interesting um so we'll have to see how this plays out but um any thoughts in closing here no no even the futures right now we've got nasdaq under pressure relative to the, the russell so that, I mean, it's, again, confirmation of risk on a little bit, maybe small cap over large cap. And I'm going to try to think of a, a mixture of uh, hedges this week. Instead of just going spider only, maybe a blend of XLU, some gold and silver ETFs combined, and maybe yeah, well, some here, individual here's, symbols. Here's interesting in the metals. So you got gold uh, down now on the futures, silver down on the futures, platinum down, but copper's up significantly 0.86 percent already and i noticed that the copper etf was also had odds that were uh bullish as well so that's in keeping with what the futures are doing right now right out of the gate so if you're going in to do in the basic materials area make sure you make that distinction between who has you know more gold and silver exposure who has more copper exposure because some of these miners like you you just put them in the same category but actually if they have copper exposure could be you know a bad short if you were doing that right mm -hmm. and okay. looking at steel like us steel that's slightly down right now as well so it's not as strong as copper but um mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah and even your uh, kbe i just pulled that up uh 67 that's the uh, spider uh for the uh banking ETF as well, and that's uh, 67.4 odds, I think, isn't it? Oh, no, so that's the signal. It's it's around, it's on the fence, that one. So it looks like the KRE is is more, um, a little bit better focused. The regional seems to be better focused than the KBE. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we should call it a day here. Well, good um, thoughts. Thanks, thanks for your time, and uh, good luck tomorrow. Thanks, good trading. Thanks. Okay. Good luck. Cheers.